Okay, so we are making our way through Unit 7 of God's Economics, and Unit 7 is God's Way, Total Dependence and Outpoured Generosity. So we're up to B, point B, God's Way, another element or aspect of God's Way, is to give all and to share all. So a couple of points. These will be reminders. If you've come through this whole course with us, then some of the things I'm about to say will be just brief reminders. You can go back to the prior units and kind of pick these up. But I'm just trying to highlight now that you've got that as some background information, highlight and pull all of the pieces together to some practical application of how you can start living your life God's way. So God's way, we want to do things God's way. Well, we as New Covenant believers, as sons and daughters of the Most High God, we are called to be godly. Godly. What does godly mean? It means like God. We were made in God's likeness. We are to be like God. That's what God likeness, godliness, godliness. You do things like God. You think like God. You talk like God. You walk like God. You do things God's way. So we are called to godliness, which inherently means because Jesus Christ is God in the flesh, it means Christ-likeness, right? We are called to be conformed to the image of God's Son, who is Jesus Christ. So Christ-likeness, that is what we are called to be. That's how we're supposed to conduct ourselves, because we are God's children, and we are his designated representatives in the earth, in the world, to the rest of the world, and to one another. We are his ambassadors. We are his servants. So we are not our own. We are representing him. So let's look. If we're supposed to be like God, well, what did we learn in unit one? God's way, God's generosity, God's generosity level is he does all the work and he gives it all away as a free gift. I know I've stated that several times through this course, but I'm saying it again. You think you're generous? You know, you people out there, we talked about this in the last segment. You you say, oh, I'm generous. Really? Are you as generous as God? God does all the work and he gives it all away as a free gift. That's what he did. He created the world and he gave it to mankind, even knowing in advance that they would mess it all up. Okay, that's God's kind of generosity. That's the way that God gives and he adds no sorrow to it. All right, he makes everything beautiful and bountiful and multiplying and perfect, and then he gives it away as a free gift. God's generosity towards humans, of course, this is after the fall when Adam and Eve messed up, you know, God's perfect design and generosity. After that, God's plan of redemption, his generosity, was to pay the full price pay the full cost for the total and complete forgiveness of all of humanity's sins by giving the gift of the most precious thing to God, which is his son, Jesus Christ. So that you can go back to unit two. God gave, God gave his son as a gift. God so loved the world that he gave. That's God's generosity. He gave the most precious thing to him, his son, Jesus, to pay the price, to pay the debt that we owe. Now that's generous. Hallelujah. 
And then Jesus, you know, there's God the Father and there's Jesus. Yes, they are one, but they are different elements or aspects of it. God is, it, Jesus is God in the flesh, but God in the flesh, Jesus' own perfect human fleshly example of generosity was that he laid down his life. By this we know what love is. By this we know that word for love, agape, outpoured benevolence and goodwill. By this we know what charity is, what giving is, what generosity is. Jesus laid down his life for us. He came to save, but instead he was killed and crucified by the very ones that he came to save. So sometimes you're going to be out there and God, the Holy Spirit will prompt you to give to someone, but you know what? They're going to be mean and spit in your face and call you all kinds of names. Well, that's what it is to be like God, to be like Jesus. He came to give a gift, a tremendous and generous gift. Okay, so if those are just an example of God's level of generosity, then we're also going to look at lower laws of giving. So God is do it all and give it all away as a free gift, lay your life down completely. That's God's That's God's level. Lower laws of giving. Uh, the first we're going to look at is tithing. Now, we've talked about tithing several times in different aspects of it. You can go back to, as a reminder, Unit 2 to learn. What I have here in the study guide is that tithing is for training and tithing is for testing. Now, what do I mean by that? Tithing, what we learned in Unit 2 from the book of Deuteronomy is that the purpose of the tithe, bring the tithe to the house of God, right? So that you learn to fear the Lord your God. That sounds like training to me. You've got to learn how to fear the Lord by recognizing that everything you have is from God. And this is the um, safety precaution for when God multiplies and abounds, you know, generosity towards you. If you keep giving God the 10%, you're acknowledging that everything you have comes from God rather than saying, oh, yeah, look at me. I'm a rock star. I'm crushing it. Yeah, uh-huh. I slammed that one. Look at me prospering. Look at me multiplying. It's because I'm so awesome. No. When you give to God, it trains you. It is for training in the fear of the Lord that you acknowledge through giving up your own money, where your treasure is, your heart is. If you give up, let go of your own money, that 10% off of the top, first thing, first priority. When I first started learning how to tithe, the tithe was literally, I would get my paycheck and I would write my tithe check immediately. I refused to spend any money until the tithe check had first been written. And if I accidentally wrote a check to pay a bill, well, this was back in the days when people actually wrote checks. But anyway, you know, if I wrote a check to pay a bill before I had written the tithe, I would tear that check up, write the tithe check first, and then proceed to pay the bills. I keep God first, okay? I'm not saying you have to do it that way. There are all sorts of different ways to do this, but the point is for you to be trained in the fear of the Lord and the acknowledgement 
that everything comes from God. And I know we've talked about this. Technically, we are not under the law. We are not technically required to tithe according to the law. But the way I always look at it is, you know what? Jesus tithed. Jesus tithed. So if it's good enough for Jesus, it's good enough for me. Okay? And the Apostle Paul, even though he said that we are not under the law, he also said we do not nullify the law, but we uphold it. That's Romans 3.21. We live it out because the Holy Spirit, guess what the Holy Spirit does? In the New Covenant, the Holy Spirit writes the law of God upon our hearts so that it's a great joy and delight to obey the laws of God, not in a legalistic manner, not to earn righteousness. Jesus did that for us, but it's a delight to obey God because we want to be pleasing to him. We want to do things his way because we're so grateful for what he has done for us in Jesus. All right. Reminder also, we covered this, but Abraham and Jacob, that probably means it's a reminder from unit one, they both, even though they were not under the law, they tithed because they were grateful. They acknowledged that God's provision was taking care of them. And so they tithed. They didn't need the law to tell them to tithe. They were happy to tithe because they acknowledged that the Most High God was the one providing for them. So let Lastly, God, you know, I have in there tithing is for testing. What does that mean? Not God testing you. Nope, you should do this just so you're not a robber. Okay, Malachi 3 says if you're not tithing, you're robbing God. We've talked about that. But God invites in that same chapter of Malachi, he says, test me. Test me in this. Put me to the test. You don't think you can give up that 10% and acknowledge that I am the most high God, maker of heaven and earth and sovereign reigning supreme over all of the resources of the world? Put me to the test. See what happens. Try it. That's what he says. God literally challenges people in the scriptures to tithe, to test him, give to the Lord and see if he does not pour out a blessing upon you. It will prove you it will prove God to you. If you start doing this, if you start tithing, if you are not already tithing, God will absolutely show himself to be faithful to you. So that's one of the lower laws of giving. Another lower law of giving is sowing and reaping. It is a lower spiritual law. Now, I know I'm going to offend some people with this. I really don't care. My priority is God and uh, accuracy to his word, okay, and doing things his way. So sowing and reaping is a teaching that has come into the church over the course of time. I'm not sure exactly when this started, um, but, you know, this is the thing. Sowing and reaping is is an element, it is true, and it does work. It is a spiritual law, okay? There are even, you know, pagans and false religions, they've got this figured out too. When you're generous, you know, the it, the spiritual law dictates that you're going to get stuff back. You know, you could call that karma, you could call that reaping what you sow, that's what this is. You know, even pagans do that, okay? Reaping and sowing, it is a true spiritual law, and it does work work. However, in the new covenant, we are under a higher law, not the sowing and reaping law. We're under the higher law. In the new covenant, we reap what we have not sown. What was sown? Jesus. 
Jesus said of his own life, unless a seed falls to the ground and dies, it bears no fruit. But if it dies, or it remains alone, but if it dies, it bears much fruit. Hallelujah. Jesus sowed, and we get to reap. We are not under the covenant of, I have to sow in order to get something back. No, we are under the covenant of, I have to believe that even though I don't deserve it at all, I believe that I will receive what God has for me. Not because I did anything to trick the system or put some spiritual law into effect, but because of faith. Okay, so you can see how sowing and reaping, it, beca- it can become, if it's done incorrectly, it can become a work where you're working the spiritual law rather than just simple childlike faith because of the righteousness of Jesus, receiving a free gift by grace through faith because of what Jesus did, not because you sowed a financial seed. And so this is the other thing, the language here of seed time and harvest, seed time and harvest. Now, where that expression comes from in the Bible is from Genesis 8.22, okay? But this has been taken totally and completely out of context by the prosperity teachers who are talking about, yeah, so you reap what you sow, sow a seed today, sow a seed to this ministry, and God will bless you, and God's word says that in seed time and harvest, da-da-da-da-da, okay, That is all nonsense. It is all taken totally out of context. Now, yeah, sowing and reaping, it will work. I just said that, but that's not what that scripture is talking about. Seed time and harvest is after the flood of Noah when God promises that he's not going to kill every living thing by a flood ever again. But instead, he says, nope, seed time and harvest will remain meaning I'm going to provide food. The earth will yield food for humans and animals to eat. Okay, that doesn't sound like give an offering to my ministry and God will bless you. No, that sounds like God did a reset of humanity in the days of Noah, just like he's offered a reset for humanity through the shed blood of Jesus. And he's saying in the days of Noah, I'm going to make sure that the earth continues to provide food for you. All right. It is not about give your money and then you'll get some money back. No. Okay, and then also, just as a side note, in the teachings of Jesus, the seed that Jesus sows in the parable of the sower and in the parable of the wheat and the tares, the seed that Jesus sows is the word of God. The seed that Jesus sows is not money. Okay, so many of these issues have become so confused by ministers, well-intended as they might be, you know, just really contorting the scripture to try to make a buck off of believers to give to their ministries. So please, if you're ministering and you're doing that, please just repent. I just ask, please, please repent. Please stop abusing the word of God like that. And please stop abusing the people of God with teachings like that. And if you are one who has fallen uh, to teachings like that or been vulnerable to that because you really need God to provide for you, and so you're given all this money because you're really hoping that God's going to provide for you, just stop. You know, 
just whatever the Holy Spirit tells you to do, do what the Holy Spirit tells you to do. Yes, I understand. I live totally by faith. Sometimes the Lord will tell you to give generously right when you need it the most. If the Holy Spirit tells you to do that, do that. But all you need to do is obey God, listen to God, humble yourself before him, and have faith. You don't need to prompt God or twist his arm or trick the system with seed time and harvest. Just believe God in simple, childlike faith. Hallelujah. Jesus also told us, this is still on sowing and reaping, to give without expecting anything in return. So again, this sowing and reaping stuff is somehow, it's kind of twisted in there, but you are expecting a return on what you give. That is a dis, that's disobedience to the way that God, Jesus, commanded us to give. So here's what he says, Luke 6, 35, but love your enemies and do good and lend. That's money. Lend out money, right? And of course, we know from the Old Testament, which we learned in a prior unit, when you lend to a fellow Israelite or a fellow believer, you lend without interest. And so that sounds like a gift to me. Expecting nothing in return and your reward will be great and you will be sons of the Most High. Did you see that? Okay, when you give expecting nothing in return, that's when you demonstrate godliness. That's when you show yourselves to be the sons or children, sons and daughters of the Most High God. Being like God, godliness. Sons of God, in God's image. Like the Most High God, sons of God, when you give expecting nothing in return. This magnanimous, abounding, agape, charity, outpoured love and generosity. And Jesus continues, for he, meaning the Most High God, the Father, he is kind to the ungrateful and to the evil. Right? We talked about that. People going to tease you, make fun of you, spit in your face, reject your generosity, do all kinds of things. Welcome to godliness. People do that to God every day. They eat their food, they drink their water, and they say that God doesn't even exist. Okay? And does God just strike them with lightning and kill them off dead immediately? Nope. He keeps providing for them because he's awesome and he's God. So God calls us to be like him. Jesus also, still on sowing and reaping and not expecting anything in return, Matthew 6, uh, starting with verse 3, says, But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret, and your Father, who sees you in secret, will reward you. So again, this sowing and reaping, not only is it based in scriptures that are taken out of context, but it's also there's something in the heart that you're giving in order to get something back. And that is a brokenness. That is a hardness of heart that will prevent you from being able to walk in the fullness of the agape love that we are all called to as we grow to maturity in Christ. We want to get past Ask that third soil where the thorns are choking out the success of the word of God in our hearts. We want to get to the fourth soil where we're holding on to nothing in this world. We're giving to the needy. We're lending. We're giving, expecting nothing in return so that it can be in secret, so that we can be like the most high God. 
Okay, it's not about sowing and reaping. It's not about giving to get. It is about giving so that others can get connected to God.